Hello from ABA Tech Show 2019 in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Connor Malloy. Kimberly Bennett. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. back we're on the road we're in chicago the windy city the city for is it for or with broad shoulders no idea okay <laughs> i know as a city that works it works yeah oh. figuratively or i'm glad because it's know. cold here and if they didn't work they probably wouldn't have money to no, pay for problem. electricity it's freezing yes it was really cold i saw ice outside on lake <laughs> michigan and uh it did not look warm or pleasant we had it the other day where it was negative 40 and it was smoking out there. So if you ever wanted to look like you know, just a wasteland, it was terrible. Yeah. That sounds Post-apocalyptic. Terrible. Yuck. <laughs> so we're starting on a grim note, but a fun topic. <laughs> so anyway, I wanted to bring, uh, bring Connor and uh, Kimberly. And Kimberly's a returning guest. And, and you guys are just, uh, just out of your session. It was titled Automation Tools for Law Firm Operations. I think great. I think wonderful. But uh, before we get into that, Connor, I think you're new, so why don't you tell our listeners, where do you work, what do you do? Sure. So my name's Connor Malloy. I'm here in Chicago, and right now I'm working with a joint venture between the Lawyers Committee for Better Housing and the Lawyers Trust Fund here in Illinois on a uh, chatbot project that they're doing. And I recently started my own consulting firm that deals with a lot of stuff we're about to talk about. And Kimberly. Yep. And so I'm a trademark and business strategy attorney, and I work virtually running a subscription-based law firm. In addition to that, I coach female attorneys who want to build subscription law firms too. So I understand you won or were one of the winners of the Women of Legal Tech 2019? Yes. It was a super honor to be among some amazing women that are leading, you know, disruption in the legal industry, leading, doing a lot of things with legal tech in that space. So I was quite honored to be a part of that group. Well, congratulations. Yes, awesome. thank you so much. Thank you. That's really cool. Thank you, thank you. Well, so automation tools for law firm operations, this is something I'm a big fan of. We do quite a bit of automations at Legal Talk Network, try to not only be more accurate, but try to speed things along and be more efficient. And so I think what I want to open up with, um, you know, processes, you know, lawyers uh, in their practices are often doing repeated, repetitive processes. And so what I want to do is like, you know, for a lawyer out there that's not aware of the automation tools, I think a good place to start is the repeated work. And so since you all are familiar with that, Maybe we could get into kind of the typical process within a legal practice that is just ripe for automation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you want to jump in? Um, Sure. So, well, I would say everything is ripe for it because you want an efficient practice. But really where to start is probably um, your engagement process. I mean, because that takes you from a, a potential to a client and that brings immediate cash flow into your business. So if you want to scale that up faster, if you want to get more people in the door, if you want to create a better experience, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, good start. Or in a previous life, when I had a private practice, uh, we ran bulk. And so people would come through and you'd want to be able to, to close it real quick and not forget about people because I was on to the next call right afterwards. So that was a biggie to be able to automate those things. I'm not familiar. What's bulk? What does that mean when you say that? So we ran a bulk eviction practice. So we represented landlords here in Chicago and just give you a lay of the land. There's about 21 to 25,000 evictions filed here in Cook County every year. So a lot of landlords were coming through the door needing something happen fast. And so between two attorneys, we'd have between like 60 and 80 cases pending at any given time. And so, so you're, uh, the process you're talking about, Rambalk, you were concluding, what was that process within the uh, practice? So every one of these things that we're talking mm-hmm. about were engagement, intake, billing, all of those things would have to be automated because we also didn't have any support staff mm-hmm. to be able to assist us with it. 
How about some other practices that are ripe for uh, automation? Meeting scheduling. I think that is one of those things that we spend a lot of time going back and forth on email. It's, it's simple, it's a quick fix, and it gives you back so much time in your day. And so I think that's another one yeah. where I feel like people could get immediate value. Yeah, billing, invoicing, and really this works, you know, because we're just talking right now about processes, but substantively too, transactional, you know, eviction, if people are doing debt uh, defense, or right. you know, a lot of these consumer uh, issues, those are all ripe for it as well. So yep. this isn't just like, I'm out of court doing transactional work. Right. It really does scale in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I, I think for people to really think about, you know, what are the repetitive tasks that you're doing in your operations, with working with your clients, and and executing something in your business to move it forward. And mm -hmm. if you're doing it all the time consistently, hey, that's that's something you want to consider adding a piece of technology to, to automate it. All right, well, let's talk, let's get into that. So I, I did that on purpose because what I wanted to do was, was try to create some relatability to practicing lawyers out there that may not be aware of automation tools. And now I want to provide them with solutions to automate uh, said processes. So let's start with engagement. I mean, obviously you all have experience with this. What are some of your favorite tools to handle engagement automation-wise? So depending on what you're doing, I think, okay, there's a couple of, First, I would say figure out what your process is because that's like key. A tool is not going to help you if it doesn't support a process. So if I think about what my process is to get someone to come in, I need them to first schedule. So for me, it's scheduling an appointment. That's my point of contact. That's my initial point. So I use Calendly. There's Acuity out there. There's a Schedule Once. What else? There's, a, there's a bunch out there, but I use Calendly. I like it. It gives me a lot of like extra features because I can also add automated emails after to remind people to fill out forms. So after they schedule an appointment, they actually pay. And then, and that's all in my calendar app, Calendly. Then they are directed to fill out a form. Um, I use Typeform, although I'm actually moving from that, but I use Typeform and it's a great tool that has that, um, that automated process too. Once they've com completed it, I can see they're in it. Then, then they've completed it, I get an email. That pushes to my CRM and then it will push to my practice management software. So that was a lot of tools I said in there, but Calendly first, then Typeform for form filling. Then it will be, um, right now I use Base CRM to fill out, uh, manage all my client information, and then Clio, my practice management tool. Now, how do you tie all those together? So one instigates another process. Right. So let's tie them together, and I think this will be the helpful part. Yeah, so that was a lot of tools, y'all, sorry. All right. So we were talking about this today, Zaps, right? So one of the ways to do it is Zaps. But I also look for tools that already integrate with each other. So if I can get a tool that integrates with my other one, so like for me, the Calendly, there's a link that, I, that will auto-direct them to the type form, so I don't need to do anything. I just have to set that up in the tool. And that's like one of the ways, but otherwise using Zaps. Mm. Yeah, and so like we were saying, a lot of these things are, you know, might have a native functionality, but when we talk about Zaps, you know, it, it's a company called Zapier that is able to connect these dots. And the way I describe this to people, it's, you know, if you look out into a symphony, right, each one of these apps that you're using is just an instrument, and you need Zapier to conduct them to mm -hmm. all play very, very nicely and make music out of it. Yes. And so that's a very accessible way to start automating processes. Absolutely. And like simple, simple steps, right? Don't make it complicated. You can improve it later, but just take one app that you... You need, yeah. you, need a, you need something to happen, like a form to be filled out, but something needs to happen before that. Well, you connect those two functions using a zap. 
So Zapier, for the benefit of our listeners that are curious and don't know what it is, it's spelled Z-A-P-I-E-R. And just kind of uh, rehash on what that is, there's a lot of programs that want to be part of the Zapier program. And so you'll find stuff like Microsoft Excel. You'll find, I think you'll have most calendar apps have some type of implementation in there. And a lot of different computer programs that you probably use in your day-to-day office functions. And what it allows you to do is it allows you to connect them in ways where doing an action in one triggers automatic activities in another. So if you can use your imagination, just like you said, uh, you know, brand new client, engagement, meeting, all this other stuff, set up a document. I mean, all this happens at a push of one button, saving you a lot of tasks. Now, what's great is that not only is it done automatically save you time, but once you set up your templates, it helps you do it more accurately. Yes. That's that's like the key, right? I mean, yeah. accuracy. I mean, it's it's these things that are subject to human error, things that you know, take up a lot of time, but all processes that are repeatable and that you have with everybody. So use, we like automation to allow Mm -hmm. us to be more efficient. And the big thing, we were talking about know your process, Mm -hmm. the existing process. But the other thing you might want to think about too is running sort of a comparative process analysis. Like if anybody's ever closed a mortgage using Rocket Mortgage and things like that, the process couldn't be easier to e-sign documents and just plow through something that, you know, millions of people do every year. So, to say, I want that experience yes. for my client. I want my client not to come downtown to my office and pay $34 to park for two hours or take up three interconnected buses to come across the city. That's huge yes. to be able to transform their practice. Because once somebody knows that that's how it works, they're going to expect that of other lawyers or just more from you. Yes, exactly. I mean, I think it's a, it gives you a competitive edge, right? It allows for you to speak to a client differently and not, not just about filling out a form, but, you know, understanding what it takes to engage an attorney. And you want this to be a better experience. And so technology and using tools like Zapier and, or Zapier, huh? I'm saying this wrong. Yeah, it's tools not- like Zapier to really level up your practice is, is an important part of being a modern law firm in general. Do you like if this, then that? I used to like it. I, I set up a recipe because they run recipes on if, then this, that. It's not zaps or tasks. Um, I had one one time where I linked it to a fitness app that whenever I would do certain exercises, it would put money onto a prepaid card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just neat to yeah, play with, right? It. But it's kind of, the, the interface is, hasn't really evolved very much yeah. and it's kind of clunky and doesn't have anywhere near the Yeah, and I don't, I don't use if this, if this yeah. and that. In my, it's interesting, in my personal life, I probably have a little less automation happening, but in my business, I totally want it to be fully automated. <laughs> I have a really cool uh, use for if this, then that. It's not very professional but I use my if this then that to run through uh, my Echo device. And it sends me to my mobile device, it sends me surf reports. Ah. So when the waves get to a certain size, it automatically, like my selected beaches, it sends me an update, says, hey, by the way, you should be paying attention to this because Mm -hmm. the conditions are good. I love it. I mean, but that's what you're doing. You're trying to make something easier. Your things that you really care about, that take some time, but if you could just get it to automate in the background and then boom, you have it on your phone, Amazing. And yeah. that's, that's what the experience is for the client. Especially for surfing. Charlie don't surf. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's from Apocalypse Now. I love it. I love it. So hopefully nobody has any napalm for breakfast. <laughs> All right. So, so I think it's really good advice to kind of map out your processes. And I think that that's, that's something when I, when I was uh, getting my master's in business administration, that was one of the things like operations management was a course that we took. And it, it was kind of like uh, designing a factory floor. And so design a factory floor around doing uh, tasks very efficiently, but you should, you should think of your desk 
like a factory floor. You should think of the computers and the different pieces of equipment, your phone, as all part of that factory and how to use all of those efficiently. So I like how you start with that. Yes. I like how you start with these repeated processes. And then I like, uh, kind of like what you're saying, like try to imagine and experience a customer service yes. experience that has been really easy for you and how you can translate that into uh, great customer service for your clients and then maybe take a look at some of these automation apps and see if you can plug in your different programs Absolutely. into there. So to leave value, uh, further value with our listeners, what are some of the other platforms you guys like to use that are really efficient that lend well to Zapier or if this, then that? Let's leave the listeners with that. Yeah, so some of the stuff that, that I like is just keeping it super simple. The Trello is a huge one with me, you know, whether you're managing a home renovation project or a law firm, I've used that. So it's really stuff that you know, if you go on Zapier and try to look at their suite of apps, they'll sort of coach you along on, on these categories and just pick one that you like. Similarly, I, I use Asana. Um, I use Zaps in the same way where I start an email and it pushes to Asana and that's like a really simple process for me. Um, another one that really works is trying to manage my contacts. And so if I want to send um, a contact from one of my tools to my marketing tool. So marketing is really important for me in my practice. And I want to be able to send that email address to a marketing tool. That's a way for me to use this app too. So. All right. So I have one last question for you guys, a uh, couple part here. So one, I want to get some contact information because our listeners may want to follow up, ask you some questions, but uh, two, also maybe a uh, recommendation for some good resources to learn about automation and some of the programs that are out there. Let's start with Connor. So as far as my contact information? Yes. So I'm Connor, and that's C-O-N-O-R at C, it's an Irish word, S-A-O-I dot I-O. And you know, as far as different resources I look into, you know, we talked about it with, uh, you know, as far as Zapier's blog, they have a steal my workflow that you can map on to a bunch of stuff. And then you know, any good news aggregator is going to pull in a lot of these, uh, these types of information. And on automation. Do you have a recommendation for a news aggregator? I use Feedly. So that, that's my jam. Yeah. All right, Kimberly. Funny because like we're pretty similar. So I use Feedly too. I need to make it even better, but it's a great uh, news aggregator. I also um, love the lawyerist to help me with figuring out some tools because at the end of the day, I really care about having a core tool that's my main tool and building off of that. And so I, when I'm looking to build off of that, I'm trying to see who's, there, who's reviewing things. So Lawyerist is one of those go-to places for me to see what's happening. And how about contact information? So if you want to find me, you can find me at, um, at KBennettLaw. Um, that's across all social platforms. So you can email me at hello at modernlegalcollective.com. Excellent. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode. I want to thank our guests for joining us, Connor and Kimberly. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting app. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Consult a lawyer.